Tonight we commemorate one of the most dramatic stories in the entire Torah, the story of Kriyas Yamsuf. The Jewish people fleeing from Mitzrayim approach the Yamsuf and they're trapped. The Egyptians are pursuing them from behind and up ahead, a ferocious sea is confronting them. Now Kal Yisrael find themselves in a horrible predicament. And the Pasuk says, The waters miraculously stood firm like a solid wall allowing Kal Yisrael to pass. If you look into the Sefer Torah, the word Choyma is spelled with Aravav, which can also read as Chema. The water was angry. The waters were defiant. The Medrash says that when the sea was ordered to split for the Jews and drown the Egyptians, it refused to do so. They replied, Why are the Jews better than the Egyptians? The Mitzrayim worshipped Avodah and the Eden also worshipped Avodah so why should we split for the Yidden and drown the Egyptians? And the Rabbani Shalom told the sea, Granted at this moment, the Yidden may not be worthy, but split for them because what they will do for me in the future. In a few weeks from now, they are destined to accept the Torah in Har Sinai. And the question is, why did this complaint against the Jews just come to the surface now? Over the previous 12 months, there were 10 Makkas. Why when the sea was ordered to turn its water into blood, or when the frogs were ordered to jump into Paris hot oven, why didn't they protest then and say, why should we do so? The Eden are no better than the Egyptians. The Meshachachma says something so profound, a powerful lesson for all generations. When Klal Yisrael was in Mitzrayim, they practiced unity. They were ba'achdos. Chazal say they all spoke the same language. They didn't speak Lashon Hara about each other. They wore the same type of clothing. They displayed the Midah of Ahavas Yisrael. So even though they were they were languishing in the Memtesh Hashem still performed miracle after miracle for them. And the Makkas that devastated the Egyptians did not harm Klal Yisrael. However, when the Jewish people approached the sea, the Medish tells us, sensing the pursuit of the Egyptian army, the Jewish people started arguing. Says the Meshachachma, since there was dissension, there was mechloikas among them, since there was no more unity among them, they were not considered Klal Yisrael, a collective entity, thereby losing the merit of Zchus Each Yid stood before the sea on their own, and every individual Yid on their own was not worthy for the sea to split for them. And that's why the sea was defiant and did not want to split. What a lesson from the Meshach When we are there for each other, Hashem performs miracles for us. A prominent Rav in Flatbush recently told over this amazing story. One afternoon he received a call to assist a family that just arrived from Eretz Israel. Ronit, their teenage girl, was in desperate need of a kidney and they had no money, no insurance, and no extended family in the USA to help them. A few days later, he met with the family. He noticed they were very polite, but they kept their distance. They didn't seem very optimistic. He surmised that it was because of all the emotional upheaval they were currently dealing with. As everyone sat around discussing her life situation, Ronit was extremely downcast. An hour later, they concluded their meeting. He assured the family that he would work together with them and they agreed to call the Rav again in a few days. A few days passed and he didn't receive any phone calls. 
he assumed that they were very busy acclimating themselves and finding accommodations and making all the necessary arrangements. Another two weeks passed and he still hadn't heard from them. So he began to wonder why they weren't calling. Unfortunately, he had no telephone number for them and no way to contact them. He didn't even have the number of the person who made the initial introduction. With no further contact, all he could do was daven for the well-being of Ronit Basmiriam, whose name he had taken down when he met the family. A few months went by and he had long given up hope of ever hearing from them again. Then one day out of the blue, he received a phone call from the same man who had originally contacted him about his family six months earlier. He tells him the family would like to meet with the Rav again. They come to his house and sit around this table. And the family is looking even more hopeless, more discouraged than the first time they met. They tell him, Rabbi, we have not made any progress since our last meeting. And the Rav says, why didn't you call me all this time? Looking embarrassed, the mother said, the first time we came to meet you, we had no idea that we would be meeting with a Dati. After we saw how religious you are, we thought you would not help irreligious people like us. So we didn't bother you again. But yesterday we called the person in Israel who suggested that we come to you and we were bemoaning our plight. And I told him, you sent us to the wrong address. He is a religious rabbi. And the man told us, you are not at the wrong address. He will help you. It doesn't matter to him whether you are Dati or not. He ordered us to come back to you. So that's why we are here now. And the Rav could not believe his ears. He felt so bad that Ronit had to suffer another half a year because of a misperception. And the Rav immediately began working on a plan. Ronit was placed on a waiting list for a kidney transplant and necessary treatments began. Askanam in the community provided the family with food and clothing and a place to stay. A team of Besyakov girls became involved with the family on a regular basis. Volunteers drove Ronit to and from her treatments. As the weeks went by, Ronit developed a close friendship with some of the girls. They talked about a life of Torah and mitzvahs, and the girls were making an impact on Ronit and her family. Ronit's father began to attend the shul in the neighborhood every Shabbos. The groceries that were provided each week also included candles, and Ronit's mother began to light Shabbos candles. As the entire family progressed in their spiritual development, Word spread in the community of this family's predicament. Tfilos increased, and the name Ronit Bas Miriam appeared on posters and sedurim throughout the community. One evening, the mother gets a phone call. Are you Ronit's mother? And she says, yes. We found a kidney for your daughter. And the family was overjoyed. The transplant was a success. And after weeks of recuperation, Ronit and her family returned to Eretz Yisrael, Renewed in body and soul. Chodesh Nissen is an auspicious time for miracles. When we come together as a unified nation and help each other, Hashem performs miracles on our behalf. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Yontif.